welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 110. So happy to be back on with you uh, here on Disrupt Ed TV, here on Voice Ed Radio Canada, and, and certainly here live on Facebook, uh, as well as out to the social media. So good afternoon, everyone. Uh, excited to get going with today's show. Show number 110 already. Unbelievable. I feel like I just started doing this podcast a few weeks ago, and we're at uh, at show number 110, which is pretty cool. We are going to meet Dr. Brian Dolger here in a moment. Uh, Dr. Brian is the superintendent and principal out at Shelter Island Schools, uh, out way out, way at the tippy-tippy end of Long Island. Uh, he's a New Yorker, and we're excited to be talking to him. Shelter Island is a place near and dear to my heart. We've been vacationing there for uh, many years now, 10, 11 years. My dad's childhood friend owns a home there, John Miller and Gary Kuaga, uh, good friends of ours and have been blessed to, to visit Shelter Island. Uh, it's a magical place. So I'm going to ask Dr. Brian about the magic and certainly uh, uh, the schools there and, and the work he's doing. So we'll meet Dr. Brian in a moment. Um, I do want to thank the sponsor of today's show, Rocketbook. Uh, they were uh, nice enough. Here is the Andrew Murata Surviving and Thriving Rocket Book. And, and people have said to me, oh, who's calling me here? Sorry. Uh, people have said to me, Andrew, you know, what is the Rocket Book? Can you show me how it works? So this is the Surviving and Thriving Rocket Book. And if you haven't seen one before, it's a reusable notebook, right? And I have wrote a message here. Um, it's fantastic, right? You can take notes. Uh, we'll just do a little writing right here. And boom. You can designate where you'd like these to go. So there's spots down here. And then in your cover page, you could designate your email, your Google Drive, uh, Dropbox, uh, different things, your work email, your work drive, things like that. And uh, I've customized a few different ones. I have a few different pages uh, for walkthroughs, for different things that I use in school, for personal things, a goal sheet. I have all those. And then uh, you scan it. You, you get the app on the phone. You can scan it, and it goes to that drive. You won't lose your notes anymore. And then it's fantastic. It's a reusable notebook. It goes away. And then, boom, you have a, a fresh new page um, that you can use again, and you don't have to constantly be replacing things. So I find it very useful. Uh, and uh, I have these uh, on my website, uh, and they're very helpful. So if you're interested, check it out on andrewmarada.com. And this is the Andrew Murata Surviving and Thriving Rocket Book. I appreciate uh, them helping out the program here and sponsoring the program. So let's get started. Again, show number 110. We're going to meet Dr. Dolger in a moment. And uh, here just a few weeks before Christmas, it was unbelievable, right? Thanksgiving and Christmas and how how quick it is. We, we lost a week in there, but uh, um, we're just a couple of weeks away from Christmas. And, and I got thinking about what we were going to open with and talk about it. Right. We're always telling our kids. Right. Santa is watching now with these elves. Right. The elf is watching. He's going to go report back. And we as school leaders, we're under the same microscope. Right. We are always being watched. And that's a concept that I've learned uh, as a school leader and, and through my uh, life as a former referee of being on camera and being taped and everything that we do. All of our actions are, are recorded and we have to have that mindset you know, not being afraid, not walking around on, on eggshells, but have that mindset of that we are being watched. And it comes with that responsibility. You know, one of the things I'm going to ask Dr. Dolger about, 
you know, working in such a small community, right? Everyone knows who the principal and the superintendent is, right? In that community, it's such a small community. So he's definitely being watched. And that's, you're being watched when you're in your car. You're being watched when you're at the store. You're being watched uh, here on podcasts. How you treat people, how you talk to people, your body language, your, uh, your, your energy, all of those things. So Santa is always watching for kids, right? But us as school leaders, everyone's always watching. The kids, uh, the parents, the community members. And, you know, you're not just a principal nine to five or, or, you know, whatever, seven to three, right? You're not just a principal. You're the principal all the time. So you have to be mindful of that. And that's 12 months a year for us, right? It's not just October, November, December. It's 12 months that we're under under watch. And, and in the world we live in today with, with cameras and, and all of that kind of stuff, it's something that we have to be mindful of. So here in the Christmas season, right, with the elves watching, our name is uh, uh, George, the elf at, at my home, always reporting back. Well, we have those same people reporting on us as school leaders and, and be mindful of it. So that's my opening concept. Um, I am at Andrew Murata 21, certainly on Twitter. And uh, if you're watching live, I see we have uh, uh, some viewers watching. My biggest fan is watching. Hi, mom. Uh, Mr. Desco uh, from Port Jervis is watching. And uh, she's right. Yeah, the kids are always watching the adults. They're always sizing us up. Uh, but if you are watching live and you have a question for myself or Dr. Dolger, please uh, put that on there. Without further ado, we'd like to welcome in from Shelter Island, New York. Uh, Dr. Dolger, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I'm happy to spend some time with you this afternoon. Fantastic. Uh, Shelter Island and Dr. Dolger, you're in your, your first four months, five months on the job. You know, give, give us a quick introduction and then tell us, how, you know, how is it like to be back there as, as superintendent? Sure. Uh, it's it's really, it, as you said, Andrew, this is uh, this is one of the, the great places uh, really in the country to be uh, from its from its natural beauty to really the beauty of the people that are here and the beauty of the, the community uh, that is here. And all, you know, you'll I'm sure just from being here for 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 the summer uh, for your vacation, you know, you'll meet people here that are famous artists, that are famous engineers from New York City, famous actors, actresses, former governors, uh, and they just live here sort of anonymously, but are always willing to help out at the school. So it's a wonderful place, and uh, it's been a great uh, couple months here. Uh, I'm sure, as you probably have had there too. Uh, I came in with a with a hundred day plan of the things you want to get done, and really, you know, stick to a script when you're when you're first starting out a place. Uh, and uh, what's nice about the timing of this interview is it's right sort of at the end of those 100 days. So I had a, a bunch of things I wanted to do, uh, mostly, uh, you know, in a new place, you'd want to acquaint yourself with anyone. But this was had mostly for me been reacquainting with many people, uh, but also building relationships with people that I had not known yet uh, through all different parts of the community, uh, you know, the all different stakeholders, uh, church leaders, uh government leaders, just getting to know them, getting to know what they think of our school system. Um, and one of the things that we've come up with as a school is to form this academic committee where we are uh, we are going to issue a survey out of uh, to, to uh, interview the various stakeholders of the school to see what they think we do good and some of the things that they think we could improve upon and then build, uh, you know, through this year, uh, uh, Build goals uh, going forward, so we could be the best school possible. We're 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 an amazing school here, but uh, we we want to continuously improve and uh, and be the best school possible. 
Absolutely. And Brian, was that something that was on the initial list is to have a, a form an academic committee? Was that something that was on your, your first 100 days? Yeah, well, uh, one of, it was uh, to uh, more broadly to improve academic instruction, uh, to make sure that's spot on there. Uh, and then through discussions with the board, uh, we decided that it would be great to uh, as you, as you know, Andrew, the the people that are, uh, um, you know, and out there doing the stuff every day, the teachers, they know what they know what's best of, of how to improve things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, we we decided, myself and the board uh, decided uh, in in improving academic instruction that we really need uh, to have the teachers be, play a large part of that. Absolutely. What were some other things, Brian? That if you can share, you know, that was on that first hundred days. Uh, for you to make an impact on that school community. Sure, uh, uh, mainly mainly building the relationships uh, with the people, establishing relationships, uh, the academic instruction, and also improving communication uh, was an immediate goal of mine to to get the word out there uh, of all the great things we do to the people, uh, to the to the different community members. We we do we do a lot of great things, uh, but not everything was always uh, uh, is always gets out there all the great things we do so to improve late to improve communication with the various stakeholders as well like our seniors we're trying to outreach to our seniors have kids write letters to them we're trying you know people that aren't directly related to the school which is a pretty significant portion of of our population we're trying to reach out to and let them know all the great things we do cool and and you know it is a unique place shelter island that that uh you know you're so isolated right it's just right. it's that, you know and 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 if they don't have children right how do you continue to build that connection to the school so that's that's fantastic yeah. brian you heard the opening concept you know here santa's watching a couple of weeks before christmas sure sure what, what were your thoughts on that as a, as a school leader and somebody who's in a, in a small community what, what were your thoughts on that concept well uh my first thought uh, was is that we're, we're a unique uh system here as uh, uh you you visited the building right andrew so you're oh, familiar yeah. with it so we're a district but also a, a single school building district mm -hmm. so uh as you mentioned i'm not only the superintendent but i'm also the principal of the building so there's sort of dual roles there uh so the union president uh has been putting an elf uh, on the shelf around the school building that looks like me and is named Dr. Dolger. So <laughs> I'm all over the building watching the different kids. Uh, so that's the first thing that popped in my head. But uh, in in all seriousness, I, I think our our one of our main jobs as leaders is to uh, to to uh, to show a moral leadership to our staff, to our community, to our kids. Uh, I believe in leading by example. Uh, that. Um, you know that yes, it's it's and it's definitely important to do the things the right way while people are watching us. But uh, you know, I I pride myself on trying to always even do that when when no one is watching us to to always treat people with dignity and respect. Um, uh, and and yeah, so so I think yes. But uh, to your point, uh, especially here, uh, it's probably a more visible position than than elsewhere because uh, there's really. You know, in larger districts, there's many, many administrators. Whereas here, there's three of us, and I'm I'm the the top administrator. Uh, so there is sort of a um, a spotlight on 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 me and what I do. But I think uh, you know, if you if you lead in a moral way with and show values and uh, and you're a caring person, a kind person, you treat everyone with dignity. Um, I I think and leading by example, I think that that takes care of itself. I agree with you. Great answer, Thank you. Brian. For, the, for those that don't know, like, how big is the school? I know it's a it's a K twelve building uh, there. What, right. How, how big is it? 
we're a K-12 building. Uh, we have uh, um, like different wings. We have an elementary wing where we house our pre-K through fifth grade. Uh, we used to have a middle school and a high school wing, but that configuration was changed by a prior superintendent, Dr. Hines, who uh, is one of my role models, and I taught here under him while he was a superintendent. He switched the uh, middle school and the high school into two different houses, a humanities wing and a STEM wing. So they have the different focuses of the academic disciplines. Uh, but it's really like three separate areas, three separate academic areas, the elementary, the humanities, and the STEM now. Okay. Uh, and also then we have a gym area with uh, with an art room and all the, the special area type rooms. Uh, but yeah, so there's about, I'd say, 40 rooms here in the building. Okay. We have a, a teaching staff of about 50, a total staff of about 70. And Brian, being that it's so small, you know, how do you continue to grow as a district? How do you continue to advance when it might be more challenging to get resources, or I might be wrong. Maybe it is easier to get resources because you are smaller. You know, what is your take on that? Such a small district. How do you continue to advance sure. forward without sure. having like the big tidal wave of uh, you know resources and such? Of uh, yeah, and and of constant reform uh, that we have mm -hmm. to constantly respond to. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, being a small uh, uh, district and being a former teacher here, uh, you're automatically sort of forced to sort of to be a, a teacher leader. So you're almost a quasi administrator uh, as a teacher here. You have to get a lot of your own resources in some cases, at least that was the way when I was a teacher here. Uh, I'm trying to change that a little bit by uh, providing, we try to get our teachers to go to all different sorts of uh, uh, professional development uh, um, uh, uh, opportunities throughout Long Island. Uh, we, we send teachers out all the time. We have uh, specialist trainers come in uh, to work with our teachers. Um, I do K-12, like team building things and things that apply to them. And then I'm also meeting with them on a, uh, a more individualized level to work with them on different things they could do. Uh, and one thing that uh, Dr. Hines actually started uh, that goes on in the STEM house now, but that I'm uh, working with uh, Mrs. Rylott, one of our other administrators on bringing back next year, uh, is to give uh, the, the teachers a chance to have a common planning period every other day. Uh, so the social studies teachers can meet with each other, the uh, the English teachers, the science teachers, math teachers, they could meet with each other, talk with each other, collaborate with each other. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe certainly in the importance of professional development and professional development that I could provide, outsiders could provide. But I think teachers learn uh, best from themselves. Uh, so we're trying to give them the opportunity to learn as much as they can from themselves uh, and to turn key stuff and, and ideas like that. Uh, but certainly it is a, it is a, a challenge, but also an opportunity, I think. And and again, another unique aspect, Brian, you know, people, do they live on the island? Like what percentage of the staff lives on uh, the island? So there's, a, as, you, as you could probably attest to on the summer, I think you hear various estimates. So there's probably about thirteen to 15,000 people here on the summer. In the winter, that shrinks to about two to 3,000. Uh, people, uh, we have about 210 kids in the school. Um, and I'd say staffing wise about, it's about 50, 50, I'd say of, uh, half the people live on the Island, half the people, uh, are commuting and taking the ferry each day, myself being one of those people. Uh, mm -hmm. and I don't know, uh, well, you probably haven't seen the weather report here. So <laughs> we have a potential, uh, snow early in the morning. So yeah. where yeah. we're trying to figure out how that commute's going to look like and, uh, and what's going to happen with that. 
<laughs> everyone looks at the weather and they're always coming down to the superintendent. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Making those calls. Um, Brian, what's it like been, been for you for an educator to be somewhere, right? Where you taught and now you're coming back as a leader. Like what are some things that because you went somewhere else, uh, a couple of different spots and now you came back, what are some things that you're bringing back with you uh, there with a, with a different lens now that you've left shelter on and now come back in a different role? Right. Um, so, uh, I, I really, I had the, uh, the opportunity to work in, uh, three really, really large, uh, school districts, uh, as an assistant principal, uh, a principal, uh, elementary and middle school, and also as a, a district level administrator in a very large district. So I think I'm able to bring that more, uh, global picture of the way things, uh, work in larger districts here and some of the, uh, you know, and bring some of the many good things that work in larger places, but, uh, also, uh, I'm able to remind people of some of the wonderful strengths we have being a smaller district here uh, and what a great uh, education uh, they get here. So, um, you know, different uh, different programs, uh, just being part of a larger district I've had as an administrator, a lot of professional development and many different things and observations and, and providing professional development and, you know, reading, training, math training. Uh, that may not be available to me as an administrator here that I that I was able to experience uh, from there. So I think as a sort of a general answer, uh, I'm able to sort of bring the expertise from from those larger places where you have more responsibilities or opportunities for for administrative professional development, but also to bring an appreciation of of how good of an education the kids get here uh, and and how nice it is to work here as well. Yeah. yeah. It really is a magical place, and we're not just saying that. If you've never visited Shelter Island, uh, whether you're a New Yorker or not, I highly recommend it. Uh, it really is a just, it's a special place. How about for you personally, Brian? You mentioned a, a mentor of yours, former superintendent there, um, Dr. Hines. You know, who are some other mentors in your life, and what are some some uh, you know sure. ca characteristics that they've given you along the way? Sure. So I, uh, there, uh, the former, uh, speaking about the many treasures that we have here on Shelter Island, uh, one of them is the former uh, superintendent of Longwood School District, uh, Dr. Gersten Lauer, who, who may have been here, Andrew, when you stopped by. He, was, he also served as the interim in between the prior superintendent and myself uh, okay. here on the island. And Longwood, if you're not familiar with it, is one of the largest school districts on Long Island. Uh, and he ran that district for 10 years and he's wow. very high, well-regarded and whatnot. So uh, the board loved him in the interim role. Uh, so they asked me if I'd be interested in having him stay on as a, as a mentor. Um, so in the beginning, first couple of months, we would meet uh, uh, almost on a weekly basis for an hour. Uh, now uh, he, he, he spends his, you know, he's retired and he works and he deserves it. So he spends his, uh, is uh, much of his winter down in Florida. So now we call, we have like a weekly phone call or if there's something I just want to ask him. Uh, there's actually an issue that came up two days after I started uh, that I called him and he, he just, you know, he said, he gave me advice, speak to the board about it and think very carefully before. And it, it was just, it was just great advice. Uh, so, uh, you know, dealing with experts like that, Dr. Hines is in my network that I reach out to all the time. Uh, he's a wonderful guy. He's a visionary leader. Uh, my former superintendents, uh, Dr. Gerald in Middle Country, I speak to her all the time, and she really is, is a great resource. Uh, the, the Suffolk County Superintendents Association, they, we have uh, almost a, week, uh, a meeting every other week 
uh, and we go there and they, they run an academy for the new superintendents. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the first to say that I, I don't know it all. And uh, I think I'm pretty good at what I'm doing so far because I'm willing to reach out to help from those who've been through what I've been, what I'm going through now. And, and also uh, just to have the expertise of all the different people in different uh, communities on, on the island. So very yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. How about uh, hiring, Brian? You know, hiring is a great uh, you yeah. know, thing to improve your school and get new people. You know, one of the things I like to say is, right, we don't hire people to get in line. We hire people to, to form new lines and form new sure, paths. Sure. You know, it, with the uniqueness of Shelter Island, do you have to look at things a little differently about, you know, trying uh, to make sure someone's going to come you know, and stay? Like, how does that work? For sure. You? Uh, well, one of the considerations we have to make when, when we screen people here more than elsewhere is uh, it's a it's a, a long and sometimes uh, difficult commute for people because mm -hmm. you not only uh, probably have a, a, a ride distance-wise, but you're also getting on a boat <laughs> every mm -hmm. day, you know? Uh, and uh, so we certainly have to look, uh, look for that. Um, you know, I was in charge of hiring for the Riverhead School District. And as I mentioned, it's, it's a large district. So, uh, so I was able to get a lot of good hiring techniques there. What, one of the things, the, the most important thing I ever look for when hiring uh, someone uh, is that they love kids. I think that's the most important thing we could find, whether it's an administrator, a teacher, uh, a secretary, a custodian. I think uh, the most important uh, value that's, that a candidate could have while in education is that they love children. Uh, you know, we could teach uh, our teachers content. We could teach them uh, classroom management type stuff. Uh, so long as that loving uh, kids is the, is the most important part for them. I agree 100%. What are some other things you look for, Brian, when you're meeting, you know, new talent, whether it's something that jumps off the resume or something that they'll say, in addition to obviously that they love being around kids and they love teaching kids. What what are some other things that you look for, whether it's leadership or uh, something on that resume that that are, are definitely sure, sure. check boxes for you? Sure. Uh, uh, my theory also on uh, resumes is and and. Uh, in our area, it's not always possible to uh, to interview every person that uh, submits a resume because depending on the position, we could have 200 resumes for a thing. But I think it's important to definitely uh, uh, interview as many people as possible um, because I, I think not always the resume says everything. And, and sometimes also, you know, the best interviews don't become the best teachers if a person is nervous or whatever. Uh, but certainly qualities that I look for uh, during interviews would be, uh, would be number one, as I said, the love for children, uh, compassion, uh, certainly content knowledge, uh, mm -hmm. especially when you're, you know, interviewing a physics teacher or a chemistry teacher or, or, or a specialized area type teacher. Uh, they got to know their stuff, but, you know, uh, and that's probably something I can't teach them uh, is chemistry or physics, but uh, <laughs> definitely content specialty. Uh, a, willingness to, a willingness to work, I think, is really important. Uh, a willingness to go the extra mile uh, for teachers to stay after school. Uh, I, I think it's really important, uh, especially like a smaller district here, when we're interviewing people, I want to know what they know about Shelter Islands to see if people cared enough to do the research and to be able to tell us about stuff that's on our website and things like that. I think that's important to me. It was important to us in uh, my prior districts too. People, you know, you know, people take pride in their community. They want to know that people uh, took the time to to try to learn about it. 
And there's so much stuff online, right? When they don't know right. much about the community, you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, you right. couldn't do a simple Google search? <laughs> you read a couple of articles? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was nice to meet you. Keep moving. <laughs> uh, Brian, again, you, you've made this big step now, you know, superintendent, and you've mentioned sure. some of the other roles you've had. How about you personally? You know, how do you sharpen your saw? What are some things that you do for your own personal development in the, in sure. the areas of leadership and, and education? Sure. Uh, I love to read. Uh, I love to read all about uh, education type stuff. Uh, as we mentioned, um, uh, prior to coming on, I'm not the biggest social media guy in terms of like uh, uh, friendly type stuff, but I, I love to use Twitter for uh, for professional development stuff and read some of the articles on there uh, and, and, and to really sharpen this. So I just uh, started, uh, well, well, I'm going to be teaching uh, a college course uh, in a couple of months as well on research and methodology. Uh, so I'm starting to do some research to be able to teach that course. Uh, just constantly reading uh, newspaper articles as well or uh, journal articles on uh, pedagogical type uh, developments uh, I think is, is important. Uh, speaking with people uh, it's important. Uh, I love going to conferences. I, I was at a couple of great conferences uh, learning about different things. So uh, also those superintendents uh, meetings are, are, are a great way uh, to, to sharpen the saw and throw, throw ideas around people. Uh, the mentorship uh, is a big uh, part of it as well. So I think a little bit of, of everything is great. Yeah. 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 And using social media uh, to learn, you know, the podcast here, I've learned so much uh, from so sure, many yeah. leaders. It's fantastic. How about your mornings, Brian? You know, great leaders you know, really do a great job with their time. Yes. Tell me a typical morning. I know you have a commute in front of you. Sure, sure. You know, what are you doing on that commute? And then what are the first, you know, few things that you do when you get to school? Sure, sure. So, uh, so Andrew, I wanted to tell you this. Um, uh, Dr. Hines, who, who's one of my mentors, but uh, also one of my really good friends, uh, this is like his type of thing, uh, is self-discipline. And uh, so he's up every morning at 4 a.m. Because uh, he's yeah, he spends, I think, a good hour on just like uh, – taking a walk and thinking about the day and, uh, and stuff like that. I'm not quite on that level yet. Uh, but I do, I do, I do wake up by five 30, uh, every morning. Uh, and I do spend, I try to spend about 10 to 15 minutes, uh, just having a cup of coffee, uh, sometimes walking, uh, and, uh, just trying to think about the day ahead. Uh, I, I, you know, meticulously keep a calendar, uh, on online on my phone. So I know where to be, uh, all the time. Um, I'm also really lucky to have, and I, I know you've talked to her a couple of times, an amazing uh, uh, administrative assistant and district clerk, Jackie Dunning, who helps me uh, stay on task and, and make sure, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm always where I need to be. Uh, this time of the year, as you I'm sure know, Andrew, I think this is the only night this week where I don't have a night event. So this worked out perfectly. But <laughs> last night we had a board meeting. Tomorrow night we have a concert. The next night we have a concert. Then we have a the PTA event on Friday night, and you know you're burning the candle on both ends at this time. PTA on Friday night. It's <laughs> <laughs> some sort of dance or something like that, you know, that I'm just okay. uh, stopping into. Uh, yeah, but but good point. It wouldn't be a meeting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, but I think uh, I think to your point, what you may be getting at too is that it's important for us to uh, to make sure we schedule some personal time in there where you know we we have stressful jobs and. We're dealing with sometimes a lot of high stress situations, and you also need that time to sort of uh, to relax and vent and to 
just take care of yourself really. So uh, I think it's important obviously to professionally to, uh, to manage your schedule meticulously, but also personally to make sure you leave some time in there to make sure that you stay uh, sane a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and, and those times are precious when you can do that. I've been working on this morning thing, trying to exercise in the morning and I hear <laughs> these great people. I get up at four. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> when you do that, you know, you know like seven o'clock, you're like ready to fall asleep. Uh, you know. Yeah, I hear you. And it's inspiring to hear that. And uh, uh, I think it is important as leaders. Um, Brian, we're going to get you home here because, you you know, this is one of the nights you, you, you can. Um, let's get to the rapid fire. These are quick answers, sure, Brian. Sure. You're a New Yorker, so I know you'll be able to do it. Sure, uh, sure. Last book you read. Uh, so I, I actually I have it here with me. Uh, we're doing a book talk on this. It's how to talk uh, so kids can learn. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, my faculty and I are reading it. It's speaking to kids and and finding ways. Uh, you know, we're working with staff to, uh, to always be de-escalating as adults, never escalating a situation. Uh, also, I have to give a plug out to your great book here. I just started to dig into this, which is a great book. Uh, really, it has a lot of practical points in there. Uh, so, so I'm enjoying that as well. Fantastic! Thanks yeah. for the shout out. No problem. How about the, how about the last movie you saw? Uh, the last movie I saw, actually, uh, my wife and I watched Die Hard last night because we were looking for a Christmas movie, and <laughs> it's sort of Christmassy, but also sort of a movie. So, yeah, so we were watching that, yeah. It ends the debate there. Is it a Christmas <laughs> movie? <laughs> <laughs> your favorite place to travel. You work in a great place. Where's your favorite yeah. place to travel? Uh, definitely Ireland. Uh, I'm actually a dual citizen of Ireland. Uh, oh, wow. My wife lived there for a year, studied there for a year. We did. We went on our honeymoon there. We go back almost every year. Yeah, so definitely Ireland. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. and you know what? You you could shelter Ireland with the water. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. could, yes, yeah, yeah, very simple. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Good for you. Yeah, I had, I had a great experience there too. I grew up in an Italian household, but my you know, my mom's side and my and I have a I have a love of Ireland. That's great to hear, yeah. man. I'll tell you though, Andrew, the uh, food in Italy is much better than the Irish food. <laughs> <laughs> I won't argue with you on that. How about a podcast you listen to? I know you're a subscriber to Education Leadership Beyond, but what is where yeah. is somewhere else that you go to for? Yeah, for, uh, my wife and I. I don't know if you've ever uh, listened to them though. The Dateline uh, Murder Mystery Podcast. Oh, They're just yeah. really good stuff. Uh, so we uh, so we listen to them all the time. Uh, my, my my in-laws live about three hours away, so whenever we're on those trips, and my my trip on in here, we're always listening to those those murder mystery uh, type uh, podcasts. Yeah, something that motivates the ones too, but yeah, Sorry. something that motivates you. Uh, really, what motivates me is doing good for people. Uh, that uh, that's why uh, that's what I come to work each day is to try to do good for the kids and the staff that work here, and that's what I think about at the end of the day is how I could have done better. So do, doing good for people. Great answer. Pet peeve of yours? Uh, uh, I don't know if I should say it or not, but people that do with their mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> I've been guilty. <laughs> you know, when we're in the hallway having lunch on the move, you know, it happens sometimes. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, best purchase under $100 that has had a great impact on your life? You know, I. Uh, it's funny. I was, uh, and just thinking about this, uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever read it, but uh, I would have to go with the book, A Team of Rivals uh, by Doris Kearns Goodwin. Uh, it's just something that has sort of taught me about history. Uh, I'm a former history teacher, uh, but also about leadership, about taking the advice of others, especially those you don't always agree with. So, uh, so yeah, I would say that book. 
Okay. Something about Brian Dolger that people do not know other than he's a dual citizen. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm a dual citizen. Uh, let me see. What was I? Uh, oh, yeah. This People may not know that I, I'm a big Bravo fan and I love the Real Housewives series. <laughs> the Real Housewives of Shelter Island? Is that an episode yet? <laughs> I am a fan of blank in Shelter Island. Uh, Father Peter. I don't know if you met him while you were here, but he is a legend uh, on the island. He goes to everything. He's the first guy waiting for me when I got my job here. And yes, I'm a big oh. fan of Father Peter DeSantis. Cool. What's been something that uh, has been a challenge for you, a personal hurdle or a professional hurdle, Brian? Yeah, uh, the biggest hurdle I have, I've had uh, since going into administration is uh, not being able to teach on a, on a daily basis. Uh, I just, I love being in the classroom. Uh, and so, you know, as you probably know, on some bad days, uh, you know, you, have, you go in with the intentions of trying to get in every room and whatnot. And then the day actually happens and you're dealing with uh, different mm -hmm. issues. Uh, so the biggest hurdle for me as a uh, Professionally, uh, has definitely been uh, not been able to get in the classroom and teach like I used to because I, I just love teaching and I I think as administrators that's we always should remember what it's like to be a teacher and that it's what it's all about. Absolutely, and I tell people that say that you're still teaching, right? You're just yes. teaching a yes. little differently. Exactly. Your, cla your classroom's a little bit bigger. You've been teaching yes. here today, so keep and, that yeah. in mind. Yes, you got you you got through your first four months here. Talk to me about the next four to five months, your second half of the year. What are some goals that you're you're hoping to accomplish? Sure. So now that uh, right now, when we come back in January, uh, we're going to uh, start getting results of the of the surveys we send out, and to build uh, to build some school level goals off that. Uh, so I want to come up with to finish the assessment, the strategic assessment of the school, start building those goals off the results of the surveys, uh, and also something that. Uh, we, we just had a board retreat here uh, a, a couple of weeks ago uh, and over the next three to five months by, by the summer, really, we really want to get some, uh, some board goals, some board of education goals here. Uh, so that's a major goal of ours. It's something that's uh, not really happened here in a while. And the board has been really working hard to, to learn about each other, to learn about the district and to also uh, really build some, some top goals as a district, as a board of education that, could sort of come come down uh, so every so I could build my goals off that so that the teachers could build their goals off my goals the administrators can and, and uh, all the way down the line yeah and how about three to five years Brian either professionally or personally what was it some goals that you have sure uh, well I definitely want to be here for the long haul at Shelter Island I, I think one of the things that uh, has uh, been tough here is there's been a little turnover in leadership over the past couple of years uh, so over the next three to five years, I definitely want to be here uh, on the island. Uh, I uh, we're we're going to come up with a, a long-term strategic plan uh, with with our goals off the board goals. We're working on uh, an academic uh, plan uh, through our academic committee uh, th that's going to go out over the five years. Um, our, I'm working with our buildings uh, and grounds chief to work on a uh, on a building plan to look at all the different uh, stuff we have to update. Uh, and really, just overall, uh, I want to help uh, this district uh, improve academically, but also to make us one, one of the best districts around, because we certainly have the, the potential here. Yeah. Well, my kids love the playground in the back there. I don't know if they're supposed to be playing, but they, they love it. So they give that the thumbs up. So, uh, so uh, and we, I think we're, we're uh, going to be redoing the tennis courts and possibly the basketball courts. So maybe by next summer when you come back, 
they may even have some more things to, to play with. We always come over after the Shelter Island Bucks game, so we'll take you up. Oh, on great, it. great, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and make sure you come in and visit. I'd love to to meet you in person too. Andrew. Absolutely, absolutely, Brian. Let's let's end on a quote here. You did a great job. Sure. Uh, you know, I love your energy here, and and again, the way you're celebrating your school. What what's a quote uh, that you have that you can uh, leave us with? Sure, uh, I uh, it's one that uh, that stuck with me and and also the staff from from the How to Talk so kids can learn. It's uh, you can acknowledge a student's feelings uh, while not condoning their behavior, and I think that's always important for us today uh, to 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 realize that kids are coming us to us with all different problems and social media type stuff and whatnot, and they're they're misbehaving. Uh, but it's important for us as educators when we speak with them that we can say, oh yes, I know you're upset and I, and I acknowledge you're upset and you, you should be upset uh, without say without acknowledging uh, or condoning that the, be, the bad behavior that came along with that feeling. Awesome, awesome. That's a great uh, book. I jotted that down too. I'm gonna have to take a look at that, but good for you, for you and your staff reading that. Brian, I appreciate it, man. I know you're a busy guy and- uh, Oh no, it was my pleasure, Andrew. It was really, it was, it was a great time. It was a pleasure. Well, we'll definitely connect in the summer and uh, uh, hang on the line. I'm, I'm coming out to Long Island uh, here in the new year, so we'll stay on the line here a second. But we're going to sure. wrap up now. Uh, this is Brian Dolger, everyone, uh, superintendent and principal in Shelter Island, New York. Check it out. It's a great place to visit, and uh, certainly I know Brian will welcome you in, into the school sure. there. Uh, Brian, best of luck to you. Thank you so much, Andrew. All right. We're going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Get my music going there. There we go. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I am at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Uh, if I can help you out in any way, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Education Leadership Beyond. If you are curious about that rocket book, check it out. There it is, everyone, uh, uh, on my website, andrewmurata.com. This was show number 110. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Continue to go out and do great work in your schools and your communities.